Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. All right, uh, let's talk about this game against Cincinnati. I think we're all fully expecting Joe Burrow to start. Um, Zach Taylor's been vehement, though, about the fact that if he is not ready to play, he is not going to play him. Now, all signs look like and every report out of Cincinnati is he is on a path to play Sunday against the Browns. I think I'll be shocked if he doesn't start the season in Cleveland as a starter for the Bengals. How about you, Dear? I second that. If Joe Burrow is not on the field Sunday, I'll be flabbergasted. And the only way he will not be on the field Sunday is if he has a setback this week. And all indications coming out of Cincinnati are the, the, he's ready to roll, right? Uh, coming off that <clears throat> calf injury and, you know, whether it's Rodney McLeod or even Kevin Stefanski talking about Monday about, look, they're expecting, they're expecting this guy to be, uh, you know, on top of his game. Right. Uh, and when you, when you look at Burrow uh, against the Browns, yeah, the record is one in four. He's only beaten the Browns once. And that was uh, last year uh, in, in game two uh, to earn a split of the season series. <clears throat> but when you look at his numbers, Andy, He's thrown for over. Uh, he's thrown for nearly fifteen hundred yards in five games against the Browns. Ten touchdowns, five interceptions. His completion percentage is like sixty-six percent. 
So his numbers against the Browns are actually really, really good numbers. It's just the, the Browns have found a way to win four of those five games against him. So it's not like he has played poorly against the Browns. And I think that there's a distinction there. And that's, again, goes to a lot of, you know, some of the analysts say wins and losses are not a quarterback stat. You see what I'm saying? Because he has played really, really well against the Browns. The Browns have just found ways to win those games. So uh, they are expecting Joe Burrow to be uh, at the top uh, of his game. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when um, you know, uh, McLeod, here's a quote from him. He said, I expect Joe to be exactly who we think he is. Be that elite quarterback, be that leader for them, and still go out there and run their offense efficiently. And that is too what I am expecting to see Sunday afternoon. Daryl, when we uh, take a look at the Cincinnati team that walks out on the field, it's hard not to notice the three-headed monster that they have at wide receiver, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. And then they revamped their offensive line last year to make them so much better. Uh, and then you look at, you know, uh, Brown, Volson, Karras, Kappa, Williams across the front. And then you got Joe Mixon to help them out on offense. Just your thoughts on what we'll see out of this Bengals offense that knows how to get it done. There's a part of me that thinks like defense is going to be optional on Sunday when I look, you know, like when I look at these two offenses uh, right. and, and compare and contrast them. But I just, I feel like the edge goes to the Browns because I, I just, on paper at least, I think the Browns have the better defense. But if Denzel Ward is not available, I, I get, I get a little nervous. You know what I'm saying? When you're talking about trying to shut down that high flying, high powered, potent passing attack that Cincinnati is going to throw at the Browns. So um, I, uh, I, I feel good about the matchup for the Browns, but a little nervous as well because I, I, I just, and, and, and Cincinnati, that personnel grouping, they've been together for a few years, right? Elijah Moore's new to the Browns. Marquise Goodwin, we'll see if he's able to play Sunday. I'm, I, I'm leaning more towards yes than no at this point. Uh, we'll see. It, it, nothing, nothing's, you know, uh, set in stone or guaranteed there. But, like, you know, Marquise Goodwin is new. Um, you know, Amari Cooper and Deshaun still, you know, have been working on their chemistry this offseason. Uh, Deshaun really seems to trust Donovan Peoples-Jones. We spoke to Donovan Peoples-Jones on, on Monday, and he spoke about how uh, – uh, how he views it as a compliment that Deshaun trusts him throwing him the football. One of the things that he uh, DPJ did so well last year is showing the ability to make those contested catches. I mean, he made some catches last year where like flags should have been thrown. I mean, defenders were getting there early and hanging all over him and he was still coming away with footballs. And again, as somebody who has covered the Browns as long as I, it's not something I used to seeing. Like I'm not used to seeing football stick in receivers hands when defenders are hanging all over them. I'm used to just seeing those footballs end up on the field as incompletion. So um, I, I feel like from a stability personnel standpoint, the Bengals have a little bit of an edge there, but it's neutralized by what the Browns are going to be able to throw at that offense, that Cincinnati offense from a defensive standpoint. I am really, really excited to see what this front four, uh, I'm going to call them the front five, because I'm going to throw. I'm going to throw him in there with Zedarius and, uh, Shelby and and Dalvin and then of course Miles. Uh, it was funny. Uh, Rodney McLeod called Miles today Superman. 
uh, when, when we spoke to him, you know, he was asked, you know, has Miles been everything as advertising? He's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> that guy's a beast. He's Superman. So um, I, I'm really excited to see that matchup, right? That rebuilt Cincinnati revamp offensive line going against that Browns defensive line. And then uh, the, the belief in a deep secondary, whether Denzel Ward is on the field or not, going against, as you put it, that three-headed monster that Cincinnati is going to be throwing at them at receiver, led by, of course, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Daryl, you also brought up the uh, the fact that J.C. Treader was at camp today. Um, he looks apparently like he's gone on the Holly Long, Joe Thomas diet immediately following those playing days in the NFL. Uh, what did he have to say, and was it union business uh, for him to be yeah, there, or was it just, just him visiting with old friends? No, actually, he was there on official business. Of course, J.C. in retirement remains the president of the NFLPA. Uh, the NFLPA executive director, Lloyd Howell, was also in Berea on Monday. Uh, again, this is standard operating procedure. Uh, they travel around to each of the 32 teams to meet with the respective locker rooms and basically go over uh, any concerns, uh, any policy changes, any union business and things like that. So uh, uh, nothing real headline worthy there, just, uh, you know, standard annual visit to uh to the complex to kind of go over uh you know again policy procedure and union business did jc talk to the media at all i would i would assume that i i he, i did yeah. not have an i did not have an i i he might have uh spoken with tom withers of the associated press um but uh i i i did not uh like joe thomas's uh hall of fame party daryl did not receive an invitation it's all right daryl Maybe someone will ask you to homecoming. <laughs> Maybe. One Here, hang, on hang on a second. I'll do it. Here we go. Just for you. This is the corniest thing. Oh, I don't even know if this will translate right. Yeah, this this oh, is no. Andy Baskin, dad joke 101. Here we go. Oh, All no. Right, uh, will you homecoming? Oh. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> it, by the way, that's the thing. It is now, ridiculous. Right? I mean, they... Oh, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, Meredith, you can pop in for this for you, just even audio only. Um, I like the lengths that kids have to go through now for homecoming and prom, like a promposal. Please, it, it's like it's Home, like you're asking them to marry you now. Yeah, it's yes. not new. My my brother did promposals, and how about the whole he's, homecoming he's near, thing? Uh, I don't know if we did those for homecoming. My brother Will did those. You I remember. Go? Oh my oh. god, that's crazy! I do remember my brother doing a promposal and he's nearing 40. So like that was like an elder millennial thing. Wow. <laughs> Thank God for all of us eighties kids out there that it, it's bad enough. If someone said no to you, now you got to make oh. a whole thing about it. And then it's on social media. I mean, you want to talk yeah. about ripping somebody's confidence away from someone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. If you go through, all you the can't quietly just say, you know what? Uh, let's just be friends or, Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. I have to wash my hair that night. 
I got to tell you. Or I'm going with someone else. Well, no, I never got that one. But knowing, (laughs) thinking back on it, I got to tell you, there were a lot of girls at Cleveland Heights High School that had extremely clean hair. (laughs) Or the, uh, if nobody else asks me, maybe I'll consider it, but I'll probably go alone. (laughs) I don't know. Would you rather hear that or would you rather hear, uh, oh, no, I'm supposed to wash my hair on Saturday night. Oh, sorry. I, I. Yeah, Wait, you don't wash it every day? Maybe I don't want to go with you in the first place. Right, exactly. All right, so that was your homecoming proposal. Uh, let's get uh, just into final thoughts as we head into this game against Cincinnati, and uh, how do you expect this to play out, my friend? Well, I, I why don't we save the prediction for the next podcast? Uh, all right, I'll let you do that. Yeah, but uh, give me one, one thing we can Give me one all thing right. to think about between now and then. So the fact is that no one in the national media is predicting the Browns to do squat this year. Ooh, that's a good one. And the whole reason why is why? because, well, last, co- last couple of years they did, and well, the Browns remain the Browns and didn't come through. So I think that recent history is – it's not that the national media doesn't feel like the Browns are going to be good this year or have the ability to be good or that they don't like the roster because, honestly, they do. The problem is, is, well, the Browns have disappointed the last couple of years when they were picked to have successful seasons. So I think that that's a big reason why you don't see the Browns getting a lot of national love. I do think a minuscule part of that is still the Deshaun Watson hangover effect from last year. But I think that that's not nearly as strong as just the general disappointment in how the Browns have performed the last couple of years. So uh, it's, uh, I guess, gives them a little mini chip on their shoulder, so to speak, right? And, right. it, and it's on, it, it, I, look, I'm picking them to win 10, 11 games this year and to make the playoffs. I, I, I in fact, kind of think that they can get out of wild card weekend too. So um, I'm, I'm not ready to say they're Super Bowl contenders or, you know, they're going to win the conference or, or whatnot. But I do feel like this is a playoff team and Browns fans are going to have a lot of fun watching their football team this year. Daryl, we want to thank everybody who started watching us now on YouTube. Uh, really appreciate it. It was kind of, it's just fun to be able to flip it up on the TV now and watch that and like, Oh, Netflix? No, let's watch Game Day in Cleveland on YouTube. Uh, the kids were like, what's this, Dad? I was like, come on, we've been doing this for more than a year now. Hop on board. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody that's listening to us on the Odyssey app, of course, or where you get your downloads. But uh, love all the new folks that are watching us do this now on YouTube, YouTube TV, whatever it is. We appreciate you big time. And you know if you want to be a part of the show, you know what, if you want to just write in the column uh, in the comments section on YouTube, maybe we'll start giving shout-outs there as well. Uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, at GameDayCLE. For our great producer, Meredith Kane, and the illustrious Daryl Ryder, who's in a prison somewhere in North America, I'm Andy Baskin. It's always Game Day in Cleveland.